Chapter 2 Two in the morning. Edgar Lefty Mendieta reared up in bed, gasping loudly. He felt he was in the dark cave of his stomach, searching, and he kept bumping into a diminished, frightened version of himself, devoid of past or future. That is what he felt. He thought, I'll die before Mick Jagger. On the television, they were selling exercise machines. That bastard Jagger turned vegetarian, and now he stuffs his face with omega-6 and fortified calcium. He got up and switched it off. Who am I? Who says I'm doing what I should, that I'm worth anything? At what point in my life did I mess up? Is living worth the effort? What a numbskull I am, a loveless idiot pursuing a profession that earns nothing but scorn. A 43-year-old jerk living alone in his brother's house. No father, and what's worse, no mother. A scumbag who never even got fucking divorced because I never got married. And no godfather from baptism or first communion. A hack fated to die before that skunk Jagger, who's now a sir and won't leave Keith Richards in peace. Wearing the white t-shirt and boxer shorts he slept in, he sat back down on the bed and turned on the light. The air conditioner was quiet. On the dresser, the House of the Fortunate Buddhas by João Baldo Ribeiro with a bookmark in the middle. Outside, barking. I'm a failure, he went on. A loser whose only future is to be a worthless nobody, because to be a Mr. Nobody would be beyond me. He thought of the pistol in the car, and he stood and left the bedroom. There are things that cannot be fixed. He went through the door to the garage, opened the Jetta, and took the Beretta out of the glove compartment. I don't understand how I've lived this long. Does it really make sense for somebody like me to live longer than he should? Whatever that is. This is what it is. Years and years go by and everything you do is wrong. You turn 18, and you don't have a clue why you were born, what you should do, and you spend your life spinning your wheels. Somebody like that does not deserve to live. A person like that has no right to consume oxygen. He looked, and the bullet was chambered. From inside the car, he took a cigarette and lit up. That was when the barking registered. Fucking louse. For sure he's chasing his tail. He went to the gate, then into the street. The moon was large and reddish, and the dog was barking away at it. You're fucked, you stupid beast. He addressed him in a low voice. What are you doing barking at the moon? You're just like me. You're in another world. Just like me. Everything you do is ridiculous. There's no way out, little dog. Are you going to kill yourself, or am I going to kill myself? Because, frankly, isn't that what I've been doing my whole life? Yapping at the moon, with the damn Bible on the brain? Don't tell me barking at the moon is poetic. Poetic's my balls, and nobody barks at them. The dog in the little front garden across the street knew Lefty. He came to the fence, wagging his tail. So, you want to go first? You sure turned out to be one tough fucking pooch. He saw his shadow, 
and the shadow of the 92 FS in his hand. Eyeing him, the dog growled. What kind of support is that, you fucking pest? Ah, you don't want me muscling in on the first shot. His own shadow again caught his attention, and he studied it, raised the gun, and watched his shadow follow suit. He aimed the weapon at his temple and held it there as he walked back into the garage. Seconds later, he emerged without the pistol and holding a fresh cigarette. Let's see, tough guy, you who knows everything, and whatever you don't know you make up. Why have I been thinking what I've been thinking? What piece of me came apart inside? What fucking amino acid, amphetamine, or brain cell got all riled up and made me delirious? He crossed the street, went up to the dog, and patted his head.